I'm Tom Goolsby, and welcome to Mastering Law, the podcast. Today, we're talking about hiring top performers for your law firm. How do you find those top staffers? Well, we're going to just jump right into things because we've got a lot to get to you in a short amount of time, and I want to make sure we cover everything as thoroughly as possible. First, what we've got to do is define what we need. Now, in today's world, more and more, we are able to segment things, we're able to use technologies, we're able to hopefully reduce the cost of our labor, and at the same time focus like a laser beam on exactly what we need. So the first thing you've got to do is figure out, do you need somebody full-time? Do you need part-time? Or can you find a virtual person? Now, when you can do those things and you can actually virtually find someone to help you, that's great. But typically, you are going to need some part-time, some full-time people to help fill in all of the areas of your organization. One thing that I've learned is you can go to the website Strength Finder. You can use that material to actually test the strengths of all the people throughout your organization. And you can, once you identify the strengths, find people to fill in the weaknesses. Now, you might say, wait a minute. Why can't I just train my people in the areas where they are weak? Well, that's sort of the old way of looking at things. Studies have shown here recently more and more that when you focus on the strengths of yourself and other people in your organization and you don't try to focus on your weaknesses, but you build on your strengths and then fill in with other people who have strengths in the areas where your organization's weak, it's so much better than trying to get people to do what they don't naturally do. So once you've gone to Strength Finder, you've analyzed your organization and know exactly the kind of person you need, you can go out and search for them. Now, maybe you're listening to this and saying, wait a minute, I, I know what I need. I, I don't need to go do a whole bunch of testing and figure all that out. That's fine, because that's what we're going with today. But if indeed you really want to get into this, it is a great way a lot of organizations have been looking at things lately over the last few years to really try to focus on filling in the areas where they are weak. Now, what we need to do today is let's sort of give an example of someone that we might need in our organization. For you, you can fill in your own blanks, but just let me give you the example I've come up with. I did this recently. I need a personal injury paralegal. I need somebody that's people-oriented, they have a lot of good people skills. They're organized. They've got a positive outlook. They're a self-starter. Now, you might say, well, what about degrees? They need to have an undergraduate degree. They need to have a paralegal degree. No. What about experience? Well, that could help, but they also could have learned the wrong stuff at the wrong place. What I'm looking for is the kind of person that's going to add value to my organization. Most of the things that they need to know I can easily teach them. Now, again, you may have a technical area that you really need help in, and it may be something highly specialized. Maybe you just do bond work, and you need somebody that's up to speed on that. That's fine. You can actually go out and look for that. Most of the time, though, folks are going to be looking to hire paralegals in general areas, and they're going to be ready, willing, and able to go out and do that, or maybe a receptionist, maybe somebody that's going to help you with marketing. But for our example today, we're going to actually focus on a personal injury paralegal. Now, the one thing you've always got to start with is how do you measure what do you measure? Well, 
in my case, and in usually most of the people listening, the kind of staffers you're going to be hiring, you're going, you're going to want them to have basically four must-have traits. One is empathy. They need to care about others, and they need to want to help both others and your organization. Two, they're going to need to have strength and drive. They're going to need to be comfortable with who they are, and they're also going to need to be self-motivated. They're not, you do not want to hire the kind of people that you've got continually to prod to get to do things. That's not what you want, not in this day and age, as expensive as labor has become. Next, you want to have people that are skilled. They need to have a knowledge base and a background to do the job, or you've identified them as someone who is eminently trainable. And then lastly, you want a learner. You want somebody who's going to continue to grow, wants to continue to learn and expand, is going to want to attend seminars and things and really add value to your organization because what do they do for themselves? They add value to themselves. Now, let's look at an ad you might post in an appropriate place or you might give it to a business recruiter or a, a job recruiter someone who can now actually go out and find the kind of person you want. But I find writing an ad that you could post any number of places. Uh, you can sure uh, talk to people who do legal recruiting. You can sure put it in the newspaper, in a law journal, whatever might make sense in your local area. You can post it online. There's any number of ways to do it. But let's just give an example of an ad I might write to try to find that personal injury paralegal I need. It'd go like this, all caps, top performer only, and then a colon or a dash. And it would be something like whatever the starting salary is. Say it's 35000 plus bonuses and benefits. Next, looking for awesome legal assistant slant paralegal, period. Now, the reason I say legal assistant paralegal, some people think to be a paralegal, you have to have a degree. I'm not aware. Maybe you're in a state where to call yourself a paralegal, you have to have some certification. It's not required where I am. Maybe it is where you are. You don't necessarily need somebody with that. Legal assistant might make it easier for people to understand. Next, don't call unless you're highly motivated, willing to work, client-oriented, and have a desire to win. Attention to detail and willingness to learn plus people skills are must-haves. We hire top performers, not backgrounds or degrees. Call and then either your name, your staffer's name who's going to take these calls and give them a number. The reason I recommend giving them a number is you don't want to get flooded with a bunch of resumes from people who are just popping resumes everywhere and also give a time period when they are to call the number you give them. Say between two and 4 p.m. And you could even give a day of the week, you know, Mondays only, Monday through Thursday, something. Then you want to see the people that call around outside those areas, they've just disqualified themselves because they can't even follow your basic instructions. Now, you want to have this staffer line up all these people for five-minute callbacks. You're going to call the people that do call in at the right times, and your staffer is going to give them like 4.15 on Thursday, 4.20 on Thursday, 4.25 on Thursday. You're going to stack them up so you can just take an hour and knock out a bunch of phone calls. Now, this technique I learned from Chet Holmes. If you don't have his book, The Ultimate Marketing Machine, you need it. Go buy it. He teaches 
all sorts of great stuff. And this is a technique that he uses. Now, this is how you're going to just first qualify somebody to actually be brought in to talk to later. First, you're going to say to them, because they've called saying they're a top performer. And that's what you say. So you tell me you're a top performer. Sell me. Well, why should I set you up with an appointment? And then just stop and hear what they say. Do they sell themselves enough to get the interview? If they don't, thank them and move on. If they do sell you, they tell you how motivated they are, what people skills they have, all those things you ask in your ad and have your ad there and just see how do they respond. Maybe they didn't even really read your ad. Their mama gave them your number. You know, they're not the people you want. Let them go. There's plenty of people out there. Don't hire the bad ones. Don't waste your time any further than that 30 seconds to a minute that you need to realize they don't even know what the hell you're talking about or even what the job involves. So we get through that. We get our candidates set up. You have a staffer call them back and set up time periods for them to come in and see you. And you can set aside as much or as little time as you think you need. And, and, and as, as much as your schedule will allow, because this is where we're really gonna, we're, we're really going to make this thing work. First, in the interview, when they first sit down, see if they need anything, water, coffee, they doing okay, introduce yourself, be friendly. You want to do everything you can to build rapport, to make your, yourself seem like a nice person that you are. You don't want to be hard-nosed about this. You were in that initial phone call, but in this one, you just want to be pleasant and polite. You want to explain to them that you're here to understand them. You want to know what shaped them. You want to know who they are. Uh, you want to learn what makes them tick. You want to know where they came from, you know, how they grew up. You just want to know every and anything you can about them. Now, again, you have to do this within the confines of your law. You can't ask improper things from somebody. You know, you got to be careful if they're an older person about how old are they, their health issues. You know, you, the, what you care about, though, is what shaped them, where are they coming from. And you want to ask questions like, how would your mom, uh, your best friend, your sister, your brother, how would they describe you? Okay, you're just sort of getting in there, sort of getting into who they are. And again, if this is the kind of person you want with people skills, who's empathetic, who really cares about things, who's not some stuck-up runt that's just going to sit in a chair, take a paycheck, and piss everybody off, okay, they're going to be effusive, okay? Um, uh, here's another good one. What did you want to be when you were a child? And you may hear funny stories. I wanted, to be a, I wanted to be a train engineer. I told my mother an engineer, and it was so hilarious. She's told this story for years, and she was so proud. She's an engineer? It's wonderful. A mechanical and electrical? What kind? And I looked at her like she was a fool and said, Mama, every train has an engineer. And, of course, what did my mother say? And this is something you want to get to. You want to ask, how'd your parents react? Why do you ask that? Because it's going to gauge their confidence, their early support. My mother actually said, we'd be proud of you in whatever you want to do, and you just be the best trained engineer there is. That's what you want to hear back from them uh, in a perfect world. You also want to ask them about their background. Tell me about your background. Uh, again, if they're uncomfortable talking about those things, they lack empathy. They're not the person you want. What shaped you in your childhood? What, what are your challenges today? Uh, what were the toughest jobs you had and why? Tell me about your prior boss. 
And again, you'll just get a feeling on this, how they judge people. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But these are just sort of the opening up questions. So you see if they're empathetic, if they can get along, if they're comfortable in their own skin. And again, there's going to be some nervousness there. They're interviewing for a job, but they should relax if they're the kind of person you want because you know how it is in your office. They're going to be dealing with people who aren't relaxed, clients who are having problems. Things can go wrong. They've got to be able to deal with that and not crash or flip out or be rude. Next, you need to check out their accomplishments. What have you done in life that makes you the most proud? Tell me about your accomplishments. What's something you've, you've achieved or that you can do that would surprise me? You might learn they're a world-class square dancer. Maybe they're a marksman. Maybe they won an Olympic bronze medal. I mean, who knows? It's fascinating, though, to find those things out. My head paralegal was a professional bowler back when she was a young lady until she hurt her back in, in, a, in an accident from too much bowling, apparently. But again, though, those kind of things are fascinating and can really surprise you and can, again, lend to some bonding between you and the person, some building of rapport. And it's just interesting to know what people really do. Maybe they're a world-class bagpipe player. I mean, who, who knows what they've done. Maybe they've written a book. I mean, you, you just never know until you ask. So make sure to ask those questions. Next, you want to check out their bonding ability. And by that, you sort of go back to the question of how do your friends describe you? Um, who believed in you the most in the past? Um, top performers are going to be eager to tell you about such things and to bond. You want to ask them to relate their abilities on a 1 to 10 scale. Now, this is a really interesting little test, and I recommend you have between 5 areas and 10 areas when you get into this area. And again, what we're trying to do is we want to keep people uh, comfortable but a little off balance where you're skipping around to. But, but this, when you ask them to rate their abilities, and I came up again with my example of, of 5, and that is, uh, tell me, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you deal with angry people? And you might hear, I need more work at that. You know, I'm just not good at hearing people scream at me, you know, on and on, but I'm willing to learn or I'm real good at it. You know, I had a father who was completely abusive growing up and I'd be, no, whatever, but that's important. How do you deal with angry people? Tell me about your attention to detail from one to 10. What kind of person are you attention to detail wise? Hear what they have to say. Explore that. Uh, the next is time management. Tell me about how you are managing your time on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the best. And again, you want to hear truthfulness. You don't want to hear everybody necessarily say I'm number one, but the folks who are candid, who are truthful, those are the ones who are willing to grow, willing to change. Now, if somebody tells you I'm a 10 on time management, I can't get squat done, I am worthless, yeah, you might let them, you might let them go. Uh, next, willingness to work hard. You want to hear, I'm happy to stay as late as I need to. Uh, you know, if you start hearing, hey, I've got issues. I can only do this for so long. I've got to rush home. I mean, again, if you start hearing problems immediately, I've got to have, tell me more about the two weeks of paid vacation, blah, 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 before they've even gotten to these questions, you may have some problems. Again, uh, a couple more. Uh, tell me about your ability to solve problems. How do you rate yourself? And then... Next is uh, self-motivation. That's, that's another big one. Okay, next we're going to move on into the area of 
their desire to improve. Ask them a question like, what are your top three goals in life and in business? Hear what it is they want to do. Maybe they're young. They want to get married. Maybe they just got married. They want to start a family. Maybe they, uh, they want to finish their master's degree. Uh, maybe they want to continue to take courses and improve their computer skills. I mean, you know, you name it. That's the kind of stuff that you really want to hear. You want to find somebody who has a real desire to improve. Not that I want to watch more TV and drink more. Uh, that, that, those are not the kind of answers that you want. You might also throw in something like, what were the last three self-help books uh, or videos that you watched or read? Uh, that can also be helpful. And uh, who, do you, who do you desire the most in life and why? That can be helpful. You may hear it's their father. You may hear it was some historical figure, maybe their last boss, uh, a professor. Who knows? But asking those kinds of things will help you figure out who they are, what they want to become, and the people they admire. That's important. Now, let's jump into the resume. You do want to, of course, have them bring a resume, actually send it to you beforehand because you want to take a look at it. And you want to ask them particularly, and again, it's not necessarily something you've got to have much in there, but you do want to use it to delve into and sort of drill down into them. Why did you leave your last job? Why did you leave your job before that? Then you want to ask them things like, what was good about that job? Uh, what was bad about it? What, what did you learn? Again, you want to hear what they learned and how they grew. Tell me about your bosses. Hear what they say about their bosses. If everybody they work for was a jackass, chances are you'll be the next jackass in line. Maybe they did. Maybe, you know, you're, again, when you judge them in the totality, maybe they really just had awful jobs and awful bosses. But again, keep that in the back of your mind. And if they had an un unhappy experience, ask them why. Now you want to sort of move into the area of checking their judgment. How do you do that? Well, you say to them, tell me about your disappointments or disagreements in your last job. Uh, how did you deal with any problems with your boss? Uh, how did you handle the stress of that job? How do you handle stress in general? Uh, when was the last time your boss criticized you and, and why? And follow that up with, well, what did you do about it? And what resulted from what you did? And maybe you hear, you know, they had a boss that couldn't get this done and they designed a whole new program. It was adopted by the corporation worldwide and it solved a huge problem. But again, you want to see, you really want to check out their judgment and their ability to deal with issues and problems. Okay, once you've gotten all of those questions answered and you've gone through the resume, you've tested about their desire to improve, how they relate their, they rate their abilities, their ability to bond, checking out their accomplishments, uh, describing themselves, seeing you know, just what kind of person they actually are, what their background entails. Now it's time to do what's going to really help you separate the men from the boys and the women from the girls. This is where you go on the attack. This is where you thank them, you look them dead in the eye, and you say something like this. You know, you really seem like a nice person, but I got to tell you, I'm in a really super competitive business. I mean, the law business is really tough these days, and I can only afford to hire the best. And I'm telling you, I just don't see that you have what it takes to, to work here with us. Now, 
people who you thought were fabulous, who could hold up under pressure, who could do the right things, who could say the right things to those angry clients, who would be self-motivated, who would be tireless, who would be, a lot of them are going to crumble at this point. But your superstar, your top performer is going to do what? They're going to look you back in the eye and say, you're wrong, Mr. Goolsby. Let me tell you why. I want to work for your organization. I want to do this. I want to do that. I get along with people. Maybe you weren't hearing me. You want to hear them get motivated and excited, not angry. If they get angry, that's a problem. But if they get motivated and excited and they really, really try to sell you on them and they go over the things that they heard from you that you were interested in. They cover that ground again. They tell you how much they want to work for you, how much they've read about your firm, how interested they are, how much they want to grow and learn, how good they are with people. If they turn around at that point and sell you, you've got a keeper. You've got somebody you need to give special attention to. Somebody that out of all the, the, the stones and the rocks out there, hopefully, you have actually found a diamond in the rough. What do you need to do at that point? Well, you need to look seriously at that person. You need to get on the phone, follow up with all of their references, find out exactly if, if they are who they say they are and they're not simply a con man or woman. Then, after you follow up with their references, you then need to consider how you might go about making them a part of your firm. Now, one way that works out really well, about 30 to 40% of companies these days do it, they put somebody on a part-time hire. Um, by that, I mean we're going to put you on full-time for an X amount of days. So we're not going to extend a full job offer to you. We're going to give you 30 days to try you out, you try us out. And you bring them in, you let them work, you make them part of your organization, and then at the end of 30 days, you decide whether or not they're everything they said they were and you hoped they were. That is a much better way than just bringing somebody on full-time and then getting yourself caught up in problems with having to fire them, with unemployment, all that. And again, check out your state laws and make sure that the time period you hire them for doesn't make them automatically full-time. Do, do that kind of background work, but bring them in. And... See if they're the kind of folks you want. And then, now you've got to realize the promises you made to them as far as the bonuses go, as far as the benefits go, and all those other things you talked about, particularly seeing to it that they continue to grow in their job, that you offered to them the kind of training and kind of personal growth. And you want to see if they're going to take you up on that. Oh, I'm too busy. I've got a new boyfriend you know, oh, I've, I've got a new hobby. I can't go and do the training you want me to do. I'm not really interested in that. Those are the kind of things you've got to check out and find out again before you bring them on full-time. It's not hard. Well, it is, it, is, it's, it is hard to find good people. It's not as hard if you go through these steps of looking for the top performers. If you just hire the first four or five people that you interview because you, you pick the best out of that bad group, you're just asking for low performance and low quality people. But if you go through this kind of process, 
Spend some time doing it, and it's going to be some work on your part. But my gosh, think of the rewards of hiring someone who's a top performer who is going to be with you for years to come doing great work, being all the things you hoped they were. So please don't pass this opportunity up when you need a new person. Go through this. Listen to this again. Put it on. Save this as your favorites. If you need some help and want some consulting on how you can do this and we can assist you, all you have to do is call, text, or email us. We'll be happy to assist you in helping you find the proper process and make the right calls. But again, it's up to you. It is going to be of great benefit to your firm, your organization, and you. You're going to have just the kind of people you want. Now, we're going to do a podcast in the future about retaining your top people and some great tips on doing that. We always love to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. Tell us what you need. We're happy to hear from you. We're happy to talk with you, respond to your emails. Just reach out to us. God bless you in your practice with your firm and all your people and be good to your clients because they're the ones who take care of you. All the best. God bless from Mastering Law, the podcast.